Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hydric is the premier global provider of senior level executive search and leadership consulting services. Diversity and inclusion, leading through tumultuous times, and building thriving teams and organizations are among the core issues we talk with leaders about every day, including in our podcasts. Thank you for joining the conversation. Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. I am Carlos Garcia, a partner in the firm Supply Chain and Operations Officers Practice. In today's podcast, I'm excited to be speaking with Len DeCandia, formerly Global Chief Procurement Officer at Johnson & Johnson. Prior to J&J, Len was Chief Procurement Officer at Estee Lauder, and earlier still, he was Senior Vice President of Supply Chain Management at Amerisource Bergen. Len, thank you so much for joining us today, and congratulations on your retirement this month. How timely to reflect on your experience over 40 years in procurement and supply chain. Well, thank you, Carlos. I think, you know, it's a great time for me to make this transition. Uh, I just finished up a, a great assignment at Johnson & Johnson and starting a new chapter in, in my life and my career, hopefully one that gives me a little bit more control over my time, but still allows me to continue to evolve and grow and learn with the many challenges that I've experienced in supply chain. Speaking of that experience, having held multiple procurement and supply chain leadership roles throughout your career, how would you describe the evolution of these functions? Oh, it's incredible to what we've seen over the past 25 or 30 years. And obviously it's more in the news now than ever before. So I think the world is learning about the value and the importance of supply chain. So for me personally, over the past 25 years, I've, I spent the first 12 or 13 as a chief supply officer, both for Roche Pharmaceuticals and, and as you mentioned, Amerisource Bergen. But the past dozen or so years, I've been very much focused on the procurement function. I've seen that really expand and have an elevated value in organizations, specifically when they start to look at all of their relationships with their suppliers and the importance of better partnering and collaboration. So let me follow up on that. How have those internal and external stakeholder relationships changed over the years? Yeah, I think very much so. A lot of it was, especially in the B2B space, you know, there were a good transfer of goods and services, but not a well-integrated relationship. And I think as organizations have evolved and have become more global and have had to become more sophisticated, they've had to make uh, tougher decisions around what competencies they were going to invest in internally, and then what critical competencies and relationships they need to invest in and nurture externally. And so I think the relationships have become more strategic, not in the case of all suppliers, but a small subset of suppliers have become strategically and obviously very important to the execution of companies' products and services. And I think you know, some of the recent experiences that we've had during the pandemic era and some of the many changes that are happening today is really a great opportunity for organizations who haven't evolved in their relationship management to really begin to invest more in better understanding how to manage those relationships and how critical they are in achieving their customer goals and objectives. In your career, you have led through very different circumstances, Len. Growth and consolidation, acquisition, spinoffs. You mentioned the pandemic a moment ago. Which leadership capabilities were most helpful as you navigated the constant changes? I think probably for me, what I've seen more than anything else is the introduction of technology. And technology has really evolved significantly over the past two or three decades. You know, today we're in the middle of a digital transformation. 
And for me, many of my assignments were transformational assignments that were associated with really elevating the productivity and performance of the organization to be able to support growth and to be able to support growth at profitability as well. And I think there's been, and there continues to be a real focus on execution. So if you go back to my early days, so my first chief supply officer responsibility was with Roche Pharmaceuticals. And it was in the late 90s and early 2000s, an era where we're introducing enterprise resource planning systems. And in many cases, the success rate of those deployments was only about 30 to 35%. You know what? The world hasn't changed. I just recently read a study by Ernst & Young, which basically said that over the past two decades, less than 50% of transformation initiatives have been successful. And I think the technology is always ahead of us as human beings. And so as leaders, it really is understanding those critical processes that need to change or need to evolve, but most importantly, how to manage people and your organization through that change. And I think that leadership responsibility has really been elevated, escalated, and amplified when you look at what's happening in the world today. It's becoming that much more complex. There are many more variables associated with climate, with geopolitical. And in essence, you know, we live in a world of scarcity now where possibly before the pandemic and before some of the changes we're seeing, we lived in a world of abundance. And I think The world of scarcity now really allows for less tolerance for failure. So execution and quality of execution has really become foremost in terms of being a successful organization. And so those organizations that are going to thrive and grow are those organizations that really have the ability to make change, implement change, and ferry their organizations through that change, more so now than ever. We can't be sloppy anymore because those organizations just don't have the ability to do that and survive. How interesting. So to dig a little deeper, Len, what skills and experiences have you sought when designing and building your procurement and supply chain teams? How similar or different from your own? Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges for organizations that are going through transformations are there's a great focus on where you want to be. So there's a lot of clarity on vision and there's a lot of emphasis put on the end outcome. But in many cases, many organizations really don't do a pure and honest assessment of their current state. And when I say that, I'm talking about the complexity of the organization. So the various processes, which processes are really adding value, which ones aren't. And most importantly, the competencies and skills and tools that the people within the organizations have today. So from a leadership standpoint, I think it starts with the ability to truly understand the current state. And then I think the second aspect of being able to lead and manage through uh, transformation and proper execution is really prioritizing and understanding what dimensions of change need to be in place before you can take the next step. And I've seen organizations do that well. In my experience, introducing most recently a complete digital platform for Johnson & Johnson for their procurement system around the world not only meant we were introducing change for the people within the procurement organization, but most importantly, we were introducing change to the internal business partners and the external business partners. So our ability to understand the adoption of that change, the issues that were interfering with the ability to adopt, a mindset of continuous improvement and listening to those changes, and then ensuring that once the change was in place, we could move on to the next level. 
I think that's consistent with systems that I put in place in other companies as well. I think the ability to listen, have a continuous improvement mindset, really understanding what's happening at a day in the life level. So you have stakeholders and multiple stakeholders, and therefore understanding not only the day in the life of your own organization, but those other stakeholders that are involved in the change is very, very important. And so there's a lot of situational leadership that goes with all of that. Therefore, that situational leadership really talks to when do you intervene? How do you intervene? How do you help people understand why this is happening, but most importantly, their role in being successful in making it happen? Sounds very demanding of your teams. What trade-offs have you had to make when hiring and developing your procurement or supply chain leaders? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the most important aspects of any leader is to really put together a team that has a number of complementary skills and to build depth in that team. And so I think there's a tendency sometimes to look at your staff or your extended staff as individuals and not look at them as how they fit together in the puzzle of a team and the dynamic that you're trying to create relative to those competencies. And so for me, it's very good in terms of having people on the team that might be at one end around strong analytics and others on the team at the other end of possibly being good influencers and storytellers. And I think not only is it that you lean on those skills for those respective individuals, but I think they also bring to the unit insights and learning so that others can kind of move along their own maturity curve around those capabilities. There's a natural tendency in areas like supply chain or procurement to overemphasize, let's say, the data, the analytics, the science, and because of what I had mentioned earlier about the ability to help shape and drive across the broader community, there is also an important need to become better influencers. And the only way you can really understand and help someone be successful is understanding of their situation, a day in their life, the empathy of all of that. But most importantly, being able to tell stories, stories that allow others to see themselves through a scenario of success. And I think that probably is one of the skills that needs to be invested in as supply chain management or procurement continues to be most important to organization as it relates to growth. In today's world, growth really comes from being able to provide your product or your services when your competitors cannot. And I think that will continue as we continue to evolve in this changing world. So therefore, if your supply chain is working well, if your relationships with your suppliers are allowing your supply chains to work well, you'll grow, you'll win the day, you'll gain share. One of the things that's amazing me, I saw an interview with Jamie Dimon earlier this week, and he mentioned that consumer spending is up over 10%. And I don't know any company that wouldn't be happy with the fact that consumer spending is up over 10%. So in reality, the issue that we're dealing with in the world today is not so much demand, it's supply, right? So if organizations could be able to meet that demand with their supply, they would be experiencing tremendous growth. And here's where supply chain and procurement become extremely important because that's really the vehicle for being able to deliver those products and services. Thank you, Len. As we begin to wrap up here, what advice would you give to those who are looking to grow into a C-level procurement or supply chain role in the future? I think what's critically important as you go through your career, especially when you start to reach some of the higher levels, is to become a very good business person with extremely strong competencies in procurement and supply chain. And 
I think the role of, let's say, the chief procurement officer is changing dramatically. You know, I look at today's time as a time of great transformation and possibly a time of restructuring. I grew up in the post-Cold War era of open policies, a lot of collaboration, globalization, and now in an era of scarcity. And scarcity is showing up in many, many ways, right? It's showing up in things like oil and gas and, and what's driving that scarcity. Well, maybe it's government policy as it relates to investment or company policies as it relates to investment, whether it's the move towards sustainability and the inability to backfill fossil fuels with next generation technology. And this is kind of impacting many, many other areas with where raw materials are there. The other is employment. I mean, if you look at a chart, and I'm a baby boomer, right? And so if you look at a chart and you look across the x-axis of the various decades from 1950 through, let's say, 2040, and you look on the y-axis in terms of the size of the labor force, especially when you look at the United States, you'll see tremendous growth in the era of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. But now, as boomers like myself are starting to retire, the employment population is leveling off. And some parts of the world, like Japan or Italy, where they have negative growth, they're starting to lose their labor and their labor force. Now, in this era of scarcity, it really becomes tremendously important to make sure that as a leader and as a future leader, you understand your assets and your competencies. And I think C-level leaders in procurement or supply chain really need to understand the broader objectives of the organization and then where the organization is investing not only in its internal competencies, but their external competencies. And I think one dimension of internal competencies that C-level leaders in procurement really need to embrace is the fact that I think the role of the CPO is becoming very much like the role of the chief human resources officer. And why do I say that? Say that because if we are going to focus on execution and if execution and the ability to drive change and transformation in an agile way to keep up in the changing world is happening, not only do we have to train all leaders to be good people leaders, but we also need to train all leaders to be good business partners with external suppliers because they're given two things to be able to accomplish their objectives. They're given people in the form of direct reports or project teams, but they're also given budgets. And those budgets are usually spent with third parties. And if we overemphasize just the people leader aspect of it, where we're starting to see failure in execution is the ability to partner externally in an effective way to drive good outcomes relative to the projects and programs. And you'll see this over and over again as it relates to technology programs as well as product programs. So I think the CPO role is an enabler. The CPO role is really evolving to a role that becomes the tie that lifts all boats. It's not just the purview of the procurement function to be good external business partners, but it's also the responsibility of internal business partners to work well with their external business partners and creating that environment that allows for mutual success, aligned goals, and obviously the ability to deliver on promises. And so because of all of these various challenges, the ability to do that is really going to differentiate those organizations that are going to be successful in the future. Whether you're making electric vehicles or you're making pharmaceutical products or consumer packaged goods, it's really your ability to execute in an agile way in a very complex world that's going to allow your organization to grow and be successful. And our employees have become that much more important and our suppliers have become that much more important in our ability to do that day in and day out. So it's going to be a real interesting time for those leaders that have the ability to do that. 
very wise advice, Len. Thank you so much for making the time to speak with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Carlos. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time. Thank you.